There are certain moments and words that shaped a new era in pro wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Brett screwed Brett. Die, Rocky, die. Introducing the Book of Wrestling, 25 catchphrases that explain the Attitude Era. Tune in as we relive one of the most exciting, intense, and over-the-top times in WWE with new interviews with the voices that made the promos, calls, and catchphrases into history. Listen now. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. Tuesday edition of Ring of Gambling. It's Joe House. It's John Cistresky. House, I survived the red eye. I survived Vegas. I made it back in one piece. And I cashed an 18 to 1 Kansas ticket. Not too shabby, dude. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy. Like you you look good. Your voice is just a little hoarse, you know, the kind of horse you would you would want as you were watching that comeback, second half comeback yesterday. Kansas got rolling, and I know that you were hooting at the television. So I hear that hoarseness in your voice, and then you got to celebrate. Now, how about your boy who had the North Carolina ticket? Were you all able to hug it out? Did he hedge? Like, how'd that work out? Well, I'm assuming he hedged. He was very hush-hush about it. He did not really (laughs) proclaim. He actually asked me when Kansas was down 15 if I hedged, and I did not. But I had a natural hedge, full disclosure. I'm in one of those dopey bracket pools. Yeah. And I guess if UNC won, I was cashing for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. So that was like my natural hedge without me making a hedge. So I did not ask him. I did not get into details. And basically, as soon as the game ended, me and one of the guys who had Kansas did like a big high five, big fist pump. And then honestly, house, I was grabbing the bags and I was off to McCarran. I was he was out, gone. Man. He I was, was gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mission accomplished is what you say at, at that moment. Now, I'll confess to you, we talked on Friday. Um, I had bought a five-to-one ticket 
on North Carolina uh, as the Final Four got set just because I felt like there was good value there. And then I got really excited when they beat Duke, obviously. Um, I played North Carolina getting four and a half yesterday. Uh, as that, that ended up being my hedge. I was prepared to accept the L of both the ticket of five to one for, for Carolina. And if Carolina got blown out, I was just say, well, that's the way the game the guys wanted to go. But I, I caught a nice uh, uh, hedge off of there. I got, I yeah, a- I mean, that worked out. What would have been even better is if you would have gotten Kansas on the live line when they were down like 15 points. I, I just, uh, you know, uh, JJ, I'm in master's mode, buddy. Everything in, in my world right now is 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 green and yellow. And I was, you know, and I had tiger. To- I was going to say a little orange, too. A little <laughs> well, orange. The, well, the red and the black, you know, we're getting everything's getting lined up here. Um, but yeah, so I just it was not in that full mode where I could be firing off in, in live in, in, in live time. But you're absolutely right. I'm sure that money line was delicious. Ah, it would have been insane. I wish I would have doubled or tripled that stack. I could have, that could have been a real nice parting gift heading home from Las Vegas. But all in all, house, I thought it was a great tournament, dude. I mean, the games were fun. The Elite Eight kind of stunk, but you had an epic Duke Carolina game. That game at the book was electric. And you got a really good national championship game. Like, all in all, it's the the first real tournament we've had in three years because last year was in the bubble. Two years ago, they canceled it. That was a hell of an event, dude. For three weeks, it delivered. What I liked about it, um, and this was kind of the billing coming in, it really did look like there were six to eight teams that legitimately could have won it all, and I would have been satisfied with any of them winning. Like, UCLA got knocked out by Carolina. If UCLA had won this tournament, I would have been fine with it. it even Memphis, who lost to Gonzaga, they look so good, and they're stretched down the run, uh, Memphis. Um, you know, in in the last couple months leading up to the tournament, they were, you know, good inside and outside, but they caught Gonzaga and Gonzaga got hot against them. They got knocked out, but I just was the depth of the tournament. So hopefully this is the way, you know, that it's going to line up. If we have six to eight live potential winners, I like it better that way. I like when there's, when it's not straight chalk. Now, Kansas ended up being the straight chalk and talent wise, they, they caught a decent break in terms of their journey, right? They, they, they got Villanova. At, at diminished capacity. I think Creighton had a guy out. Like, they caught teams at, at kind of the right moment. But, look, they won the games. And then they went up against they, – they, they, you can only play the teams that are in front of you. And they took care of the business. The one seed won the tournament. So, that's pretty good. And it's funny looking at them as, like, a chalk pick because, yeah, they were a one seed. Yeah, what were they, like, third or fourth going into the title odds? But it felt like not a lot of people were giving Kansas the respect they deserved throughout the process. Like, everyone was on Arizona – Everyone was on Gonzaga. Then you have people making cases for Duke and for Iowa. Like, I, I felt like Kansas House really went under the radar. And good for Self. Because you know what? Self's had so many bad tournament losses. <laughs> He's had his team come up small so many different times. He has a team that maybe was a little bit more nitty-gritty. And that's the team that goes and wins him a championship. Or a seven. Well, and, and and kudos to him and that team, the resilience they showed that second half. They just got rolled. The first three buckets, when they went, when they cut it from 15 to 9 inside the first two minutes, I was like, okay, here we go. We got a game. As far as I was concerned inside those first two minutes, I know they said another kind of chapter to go to get the game all the way tied up, but it just felt like, you know, they, they got their, their heads on right at halftime, and I give credit to Self for that. All right, buddy. Hopefully the NBA playoffs will live up to what this tournament gave us over the last three weeks. And 
Look, final week of the regular season, uh, a team like Cleveland. Remember, we did our first podcast together, and we were like, Cleveland can't keep this up. There's no way in the world Cleveland is going to give you the same stretch of quality play that they did through October, through January, and February. And obviously, injuries have gotten in the way. I think about my favorite play on the NBA board tonight, House. I love the magic. I'm fading the Cavs. I'm getting eight and a half points. That's one I have circled immediately. I said, wow, magic team trying. Cav team that's not fully right. Cav team that I don't know if they're going to find their way into the top six when it's all said and done. All over the magic here. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. We've seen Orlando be competitive. Uh, and we've kind of re- had them in a, a couple different combinations. And and even for Saruti, they came through and, and won uh, a couple of times, a couple of nice upsets. Um, they have been, you know, sort of 50-50 in terms of uh, covers and, and, and um, you know, the, the, the totals. But we we have been on this idea that like if they're if the if the line's too rich at, at eight and a half are going up against teams that are in trouble like like Cleveland. I mean Cleveland's you know a shell of its former self because of the injuries. So I, I'll, I'll join you on that. I like that a lot. There we go. Now with teams trying to play their way in and teams that are maybe fooling around with seating, do you find yourself how it's more likely to go and play? those teams that are trying to get themselves in. Like, for example, San Antonio tonight getting nine against Denver. Charlotte getting five and a half against Miami. Miami is in. Denver is in. But these other two teams, they're trying to work their way in. Do you think they're overvalued? I mean, San Antonio, I don't think it's overvalued. You're getting nine points, for goodness sakes. But something to think about. Yeah, I like that San Antonio angle better um, that, that, than Charlotte. I mean, that that five is just too sharp for me. Five and a half, whatever I it agree. Is. That is a very tight number. Very yeah. tight number. San Antonio has has really showed us something. Um, you know, they, they understood what was in front of them in terms of the opportunity, and they went ahead and, and, and grabbed it. And they've just been, you know, winning games, fighting. They lost at the very end against Memphis last week. Um, in a really competitive game. I've just been very impressed by the the spirit and the effort, and they knocked out the Lakers. I mean, that that that's – you got to give credit to Pop. I'm looking right now, and I'm sensing and I'm smelling uh, a little two-team teaser. I know okay. we did it last week. We're going to go back to the wall here. I think we tease up San Antonio tonight. Let's get a couple more points. Let's get it over double digits. Let's do that. Yep, I like it. Number one. Number two, how about we take hmm, Milwaukee? Yeah. Take them from five and go to pick them. Like that a lot. That's one of my favorites on the board for sure. You're in on, to, you're on the Bucks today. Bucks been good a, to us. Well, it's a get right. They they lost um, against the bad Dallas. game on Sunday, correct? That, and they didn't look good, you know. And and this is them with their intended starting five, trying to to you know um, get themselves on the on the same page as the playoffs are right around the corner. And they still have you know there's still meaningful seeding opportunities for them. The, the one seed and the two seed are still like right there um, for the taking. Okay, that's our two teamer for today, then. Simple, well, short, but, and sweet. I, I have like one it. other thing for you. Yes. Um, 
I have one more game I want to throw in there as well, but you go first. You go okay. First. Well, but Brooklyn, for some reason, is laying 17 points at home against Houston. Now, we know that Houston is not incented to, to, to go out and, and win games, but they're comfortably in the spot where they're going to be one of the four teams with the best odds at the top ping pong ball. And, you know, while, while they um, have been, you know, losing and occasionally getting uh, blown out, they've been like, look, they lost to Minnesota by seven uh, uh, two nights ago. They lost to Sacramento by five. They lost to Sacramento by three. They lost to San Antonio by three. They beat Portland twice. We were on that. That was very nice for us. But my, my point is that the 17 points, Brooklyn, this is the stat that I wanted to share with you, is 1-20 and 20 against the spread at home over these last 21 games. Wow. Now, one of those without Kyrie That's Irving, right. That's we know right. that. Yes. But that is that is startling, dude. 1-20 against seven, the spread. 17 points is kind of an absurd number to me. So if, if you wanted, like, put them in um, and tease that up to 22 or something insane like that. I'll throw them in with our other two. That that works for me. I'm in. So we're going to tease Milwaukee down. We're going to tease Houston up. We're going to tease San Antonio up. The only other game I want to play, and we've been on the idea of fading this team. I can't believe I'm suggesting laying points with Oklahoma City, but I think <laughs> the move tonight house at home Oklahoma City, listen, has that much to feel good about all year. The line's gone from three and a half to four and a half. I'm in on the thunder tonight, dude. <laughs> friends I, friends don't let friends bet the thunder except for me. I'm betting uh, the thunder tonight. Well, you don't put that in our teaser. Don't no. put that in any of our combo We're going plays. To, that's a separate bet, but that's, uh, that's a reminder for you. Hey, look, Poku just caught his first triple-double, so they got to be going uh, Poku crazy down there. Um, I, I wish you the best of luck. Like that game is like stay as far away as possible. But I admire your enthusiasm for it. Now I know you're gonna have a crazy Masters week with Masters picks galore, and you'll have it up coming up in a little bit. I want to run by the two guys I am looking at to play this tournament. I want to see if I'm gonna get the Joe House stamp of approval. Good. Number I'm one. I'm here for you. Justin Thomas. So, um, a very popular play to win this golf tournament. And all of the advanced metrics of where he is right now coming into this tournament, plus his performance over the years at Augusta, very much support the idea of Justin Thomas winning this. What price? Do you have a price for him, for yourself? So, I have 15 to 1. Sure. It is now at 13 to 1. Yeah. So that, that doesn't surprise me because the markets have been responding. A lot of the folks in the data analytics community have been saying JT's the play. The difference that, that really supports this idea for JT is this will be his first time at Augusta with bones on the bag. Now, last year, if you remember that, that tournament, he was right there with Hideki, and he was on that side of the, the, the ledger that had the rain delay. There was an 80-minute rain delay on the Saturday of last year's Masters. Hideki came out and shot six under over the last eight holes. That rain delay slowed the greens down, and Hideki took crazy advantage of it. He really won the golf tournament over those eight holes. Now, he went out the next day, and he shot one over par, but he had a couple birdies, so he felt comfortable coming in. JT, by contradistinction, I don't remember how much over par he ended up, um, I don't have that on the t- tip of my tongue, 
but he had a bad experience. And he said, the change in conditions mess with my head. He left putt short. He hit the ball in the water on 13. And he basically played himself out of the tournament on that the, those final nine holes on Saturday. So bones on the bag as the difference maker. I love where your head is at. Okay. The second one I'm going to give you. Will Zaliatoris. 35 to 1. Those are the two I'm putting in right now. Thomas is in, and I'm thinking about Willie Z. I don't think I'm getting an endorsement on Willie Z. That's just well, a little gut feel. It's just, you know, buyer beware. We love the Z spot over here over at Fairway Roland. We were on the Z spot last year. We enjoyed him. Now look, the kid's ball striking puts him in in elite company. And his advanced analytics are also supportive of the idea of him being competitive. For as long as he can stay healthy and want to play professional golf, he's going to have success at Augusta. He has an Augusta kind of game. The launch angle of his ball in the air, like Augusta needs shots that move from left to right and that come in super high and soft because those greens are impossible otherwise. And he really showed us something last year. He's trending in the right direction. He had a very competitive performance down at the match play in Austin. And there is some kind of, um, connection it's a little tenuous but you know there there has been some connection in, between success in in Austin and the Masters but um he's he's a guy that for sure competes well against strong strength of field and you know you you have your your top 30 on the official world golf ranking right here he's inside of that top 30 that's one of the metrics for a guy that puts on the green jacket um it just feels too early to me, but you're being compensated properly at that level of risk. 35 to 1 are, is fair odds, I think. The only thing is, he hasn't won a, a tournament on tour yet. So this would be his first win hey, on tour. listen, no time to win your first than at Augusta <laughs> and at the Masters. And, and then the Tiger markets. If he plays in this tournament, it's going to be totally overpriced because it's Tiger and people want to bet Tiger. Is the make-miss cut a better way to kind of handicap betting Tiger Woods if you want to have some fun this week? It was my favorite bet on the board. It's what we gave out on on fairway rolling. I'm not sure how the odds have changed. Let me see if I can pull up those odds super quickly. It was, you know, the the, the odds were um, in line for him. You had to pay juice for him to miss the cut. So they were handicapping it for Tiger to miss the cut. But I, I think they're going to have to change the pricing a, a little bit to accommodate the fact that, you know, he he's uh, his press conference. We're taping this at at eleven uh, thirty on Tuesday. He's at his press conference. I I'm sure that at this press conference he announced that he's playing. So uh, let's let's look at the odds right now for Tiger on the make miss cut. So to make the cut, um, yesterday it was um, damn near even odds. And let's see where he is now. Uh, it was like minus one oh two yesterday, and now he is. Let's see. The same, same odds. So even odds for Tiger to miss the cut. You have to pay juice for him. I mean, to make the cut. Pay juice to, to miss, even odds basically to make. I mean, you, why, why would you bet on Tiger Woods to, to miss the cut at the Masters this week? It's no fun. It's no it's fun. No fun. Yeah. Who, who, who's buying that ticket? You know what I mean? Hey, I know you'll be contrarian in a lot of different ways. You're not going to be contrarian when it comes to Tiger Woods. So no, I sir. get it, bro. I get oh, it. Oh, I mean, I I did. I'll confess. I put $20 on him to win at 80 to 1 on well, Saturday. That, that, that's on a, a donation. That's, that's a right. sucker bet. But that's okay. That's right. No, I'm just saying. That positive mojo. 
On Sunday, it still wasn't clear whether or not he was going to be playing. And I felt like me taking $20 out of my wallet and putting it on him to win at that point helped move the karma. That's what it's all about. Wanted him to play. We're going down there. I want to see Tiger Woods, JJ. I understand that. Now, listen, have a ton of fun at Augusta. Before you say goodbye, I'm going to do a bunch of totals. Do you have a favorite over-under for the baseball season? I love the Atlanta Braves. I'd like them um, to win that that um, uh, National League East division once more. I like their odds to win the World Series again. I know it doesn't happen very often, but um, I'm on the the Braves. That's that's kind of my my favorite play. Interesting. I said, Not worried about you know a hangover losing Freddie Freeman. Mm. I, I think what they that that first baseman they got from um, Matt Olson's the a A's. Stud. He's yeah. a stud. That's right. Yeah. So what what. I, the one thing I looked at, I, I wanted to have a conversation with you about the American League East, and then I looked at all the prices and everything. That's a stay away. I mean, it's the a murderer's row. And the over unders for wins are all stayaways. I yeah. do have a favorite total though in the division. I love Tampa Bay's over. Okay, eighty eight and a half. I absolutely love their win total. That team knows how to win games. They do it every single year. Um, it's weird because their win total is under the Yankees. But yet, they're even for division odds. So that just goes to show you, I think the Yankees probably overvalued in the win department because their name is the New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah, they know everybody in New York's going to bet the over. You're paying the Yankee tax. You're paying That's the uh, Cowboy tax. You're paying the uh, you know Laker tax. That's the way it goes. I'm in on Tampa Bay. I like Atlanta to win the division. You could sell me on that house. I don't know about the win total at all. Win total is dicey to me. For who? Atlanta. Oh yeah, okay. Well, I, I I like I don't like those odds. I mean, the the you don't get any. You 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 get take your money. You give it to the book for six months, seven months. There's no return on investment on that. That money's gone. I want super plus odds. I want the division odds. I'm not just giving giving them money to to go. Uh, you know, generate interest on. I I see that. I I like the idea too. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm gonna let it sit there for six months. It better not be minus one fifty five. It better be like plus something. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, that's what I'm getting at. That's why I'm, I'm I like the division play better, buddy. Enjoy the Masters. I will be living vicariously through you. And uh, I don't know, maybe uh, I, I was gonna say snap a picture of Tiger for me, but they don't allow phones on the golf course. So so much for that. Well, we're gonna be at the practice tomorrow. Um, and the par three. I don't know whether or not he said he's going to play in the par three, but it would really be magical if he plays the par three and has Charlie on the bag. That would make a, a lot of sense. So if that all comes to pass, we'll get some pictures of El Tigre for you. And I, I'll take a picture of me with the pimento cheese just, just for you to have in your, in your collection. You know what I Even mean? Even better. Even better. <laughs> that would be more of a highlight than Tiger, of course. All right, House. Enjoy, baby. We'll talk. All right. Thanks, JJ. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. So I promised you a special guest for some MLB over-unders. I'm welcoming my main man, Matt Eholt, Sports Illustrated, baseball savant. Buddy, you ready to cash a few of these? Let's go here. How we doing? 
Hey, I'm on a roll. I hit I hit Kansas winning, North Carolina covering last night. I'm on a hot streak, baby. So, All right, so you're feeling good about baseball futures. Okay, I like the sound of that. Do you have a particular strategy that you have before you fire a bunch of these? Like, do, do you pay attention to the strength of schedule within the division? Uh, are you a big sucker on what teams do in the offseason? Like, what is, like, the Matt Ehalt handicapping strategy for MLB over-unders? You know, I, honestly, and this is going to, like, I'm more of a feel guy. And what I mean is, like, I don't just look at everyone and try to jump in. Like, I kind of try to, and I'm sure everybody does this, be more strategic, right? Like, you look at the Oakland days, right? Like, you look at their line. Well, they've already sold everybody. Montez is probably going to go sometime soon. So you see a number like that, and you think, yeah, they're probably going to struggle to hit it. Um, I try not to buy sometimes too much into the offseason stuff. I do factor in, right? Like the the AL East, you have to factor in that there's only one pushover team in that division. So winning 100 games in that division is going to be, you know, really tough. Not that anybody's at like 100 and stuff. So I think it's a mixture. I, I try and kind of avoid the ones where you, you kind of see sometimes that it's very easy to make a case for both sides. I mean, I know obviously that is the thing of the over-under, but I try to see what, I, I usually try and be more strategic and find ones where I say like, okay, I see their season playing out like A, B, C, D. I'm just not sure I see a scenario where they top this or they go over. And, and sometimes it's usually more of the really good teams or the really bad. Sometimes those middle teams I find can be the hardest just because like, you know, the Phillies. If you want to tell me the Phillies are going to win 98 games and they're going to mash, okay. But but also at the same time, Phillies might not be able to catch the baseball on any given night. So I can see them winning like 72, you know, like you can see the the high the high variance teams I sometimes think you get, you got to try to avoid. Okay, I'm giving you two in the American League I like is overs. Right out of the gate, I'm throwing them out there now. Let's just get this over with. Seattle Mariners, love the Mariners over. I'm seeing it at 83 and a half wins. I think getting Robbie Ray, I think getting Jesse Winker, I think the team they had last year was emerging. They were on the rise. They have a lot of young talent. Hanniger, J.P. Crawford. They got a big prospect coming up. Easy with the A's fading in that division. I'm looking for someone in the West to make a jump. I have Seattle making a jump at 83 and a half. The other one I really like in the American League, the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are at 78 and a half wins. Last year, they were very spunky for A.J. Hinch. They were outmanned. They were very young. But they were in a lot of games. They played really well in the second half. And I think they're the second best team in the AL Central. Tigers over 78 and a half. Mariners over 83 and a half. Am I getting endorsements on both? I like it, JJ. I really do. I think the Mariners is a good one. And, you know, you brought up a good point before, right? You said, do you look at the division? Well, let's be honest. I, 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 this stuff with the Angels, I am not buying. Let I'm done say- with I, I almost gave out the Angels as an under. Because they get overvalued easy every single year. Can I see them stay healthy? Because people get suckered in the star power every year. Can I see them stay healthy? Can can, can I see them get anything pitching? Like, hey, hey, good luck, no Syndergaard out there. But Syndergaard is also what's he going to throw max? 140, 150 innings? Like, like what? What? So I'm totally on uh, agree with you on the Mariners there. I like the Tigers. The interesting thing there is the Twins. Like. How good are the Twins? Like, like I told you before, teams I don't like touching. I don't want to touch the Twins this year because I, I, I just don't have a feel of whether or not these moves. Like, if you want to tell me, hey, they did get Correa, they got Sonny Gray, 
but, but I just don't know if they're any good. So that's like a team I, but, but I like, I, I like both of those plays, uh, uh, JJ. Uh, I think those are both, uh, you know, good teams. I, I'll tell you one that I, I think is interesting. Um, I think the Yankees are going to top 91 and a half. I feel like that's one where I'm not saying I think the Yankees win the AL East. I don't, I think it's Toronto. I think the Yankees can win 92 games. Like if you kind of look at what they've done every year, except the the COVID season, like they've won 92 every year, I believe during this run, I think the Yankees can get over 91 and a half. I feel like that's a pretty, I feel they can get there because I think I do well, think the they're books have actually adjusted that total so easy. They went over at FanDuel from 91 and a half to 92 and a half, okay. and it was juiced. Where if it was, you know, a certain yeah. scenario, the Yankees go under, a lot of people were betting the under. I'm with you. I think with having a full year of Rizzo, Donaldson, the edge he's going to provide, Romeo and Torres can't be as bad as they were. And they blew a lot of games last year. Yeah. I don't expect that to be the case again. Now, look, they have questions about the postseason, oh, whether or not sure. they're built for October. As far as a win total, if I were going to play Yankees over under 92 and a half, and that's the total now, FanDuel, I think they're a 95-win team. That's yeah, my guy. I, I think that's a little low. I think you get in a little bit of the the offseason. Like, like, we can sit here and debate how much better the Yankees are. Yankees are better, but I think – we don't know how much better they are. They might just be one win better than last year. I think they're better. I, I think you're getting a pretty good value at them in that like low 92, um, especially when they, they didn't do anything this offseason. So you have to think they have uh, money at the deadline if they want to go get, you know, I brought up before the the athletics, like a Frankie Montas or whoever's uh, going to be one of those big guys. So I, I think that they're, I think they're going to clear that number. That, that was kind of one that I think, uh, you know, stood out to me a little bit. Let me give you the odds to win the AL East. Toronto's favorite at plus 170. Yankees and the Rays are at plus 250. Boston is at plus 500. Those odds tell me Vegas factoring in regression for the Red Sox, who have been in every other year type of team. They've done that a lot. Now, Cora scares me because he knows how to win, and he's one of the best managers in baseball. But still, Red Sox history is good year, bad year, good year, bad year. They've done that a lot. Easy. I think Tampa Bay is the bet there at plus 250. Tampa Bay gets slept on every year. Tampa Bay gets absolutely no respect. If I'm betting somebody to win the AL East right now, I'm taking Tampa Bay plus 250. JJ, here's what, here's what I don't get about that, right? And, 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 and I tweeted this this morning, so I'm giving away my thoughts on this. How are the Red Sox plus 500? Like, don't get me wrong. I get it. They got pitching problems. Like, like, like sales already out. Um, Michael Waka, Rich Hill pitching against the Blue Jays. It's just not something you're going to want to see. That's going to be 10 runs a night. The, the Red Sox were better than the Blue Jays, better than the Yankees, beat the Rays in the playoffs. And you're getting plus 500 to plus 220. Like, I just don't get that. My, my thing with the AL East is, I think the Blue Jays are the best team. Don't get me wrong. There's no value in betting the Blue Jays, though. And Can't bet them at plus 170. They're nothing. Like, you know I, what also scares me, too, Matty? They are everybody's darling right yes. now. Yes. Everybody's darling is the Toronto Blue Jays. I never like that. I, I just, I also think, and I'm not saying they can't win. Like, don't get me wrong. This is not me saying they can't. They haven't won anything. Like, this is a team that has not won anything, and we're just going to assume they're going to win the AL. This also, Kevin Gaussman, I think, is going to have problems in the AL East. I think there's a big difference going from the NL West to, to the AL East. Um, and, and also, uh, Kikuchi. I think he's going to get lit up. His soft tossing stuff against some of the, these righty heavy lineups like the Yankees and the Red Sox throw. I, I don't say, I just, there's not any value. 
I, I agree with you on the Rays. I mean, that again, JJ, last night I see that trade and I'm just like, you know, watch this guy that they just got Paredes, like, is going to, you know, be, uh, you know, the next great. They know what they're doing. Like, like when like they, they trade, trade a guy like Austin Meadows, Meadows you, can't, you can't even shake your head. You know Tampa You know Bay it's going to work point. out for them. Somehow this guy they get is going to be the, this awesome dual guy that they can play all over. It, it's incredible. But I, I agree with you there. I don't think the Yankees are going to win the division. Um, I just, I, I, I don't, because I, I think there's too many injury concerns. So, yeah, like, if I'm betting one of those teams, I'm probably going to take the Rays, or or I might put some money on the Red Sox, JJ. I mean, plus 500? Like, I, I mean, again, Boston has its problem. Boston is going to mash. I mean, when you look at that lineup, the top six guys they had. Now, I do get you right. They got regression, the pitching issues and stuff like that. They, they probably won't be as healthy this year as they were last year, as you're already saying. But, like, if you're giving me two to one on my money compared to what I got to pay for the Yankees and Rays, I'll put some money on the Red Sox. I understand it from a price standpoint, but again, I think there's a reason why Vegas is giving you that price. There's only one under I like, by the way, in the American League. There's only one. Cleveland Guardians, 75 and a half wins. I know they have Shane Bieber. I know they have some pitching. That lineup outside of Jose Ramirez is brutal. And if I'm factoring in improved Tigers, improved Twins, Spunky Kansas City. I think the artists formerly known as the uh, the Indians, the Guardians now, they're going under. I love that at 75 and a half easy. I, I, yeah, that makes fun. Although it, it, it does seem that Cleveland always finds a way to, to stay in the race. But you're right, that, that lineup is brutal. They've done nothing. JJ, I just, for me, it's the A's. I, I just don't see a path to them winning 70 games. 67 and a half. That is a very low total, dude. Very well. You don't care. Six, I could see them winning 64, JJ. I, I just don't. They're just shipping everybody out. I mean, who's left on that team, honestly, right now? Can you name five Oakland Athletics? Besides uh, besides Montas. You it's tough. Five. I mean, you're going through the lineup. It's like Murphy. He's still there. But okay. yeah, few and far between, dude. Tony I mean, Kemp. And they're, and they're going to start trading those guys. I, I mean, that's the thing. is like teams are going to start coming to them. I, I just... I, I just... I feel like they have a shot to be legitimately the worst team in baseball this year. So, I mean, maybe they won't be as bad as, like, I mean, the Nationals uh, could be pretty damn bad this year. but uh, Or the Pirates, too. But, like, I think they'll be bottom three in baseball. I don't think they get the close to seven. I think I can see them win 62 to 65 games. Easy. Let's get to the National League East because Ooh. a lot of the audience knows I do New York, New York. The Mets have had this unbelievable offseason, but yet now no Jacob DeGrom for the first two months of the year. At least, Scherzer, at least first two months. At least. Could be, they say, best case scenario, he's back um, come June 1st. I'm looking at the odds to win the NL East. Atlanta has moved into the front-runner position. Atlanta plus 125, Mets plus 200, Philly plus 340, Miami plus 1300, Washington plus 4,000. Sound about right? Yeah, I, 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 I like the Mets odds there. Like, honestly, like I, I don't see any value in betting that with Atlanta. Um, Atlanta could have, you know, there, there'll be some questions at the beginning. Now, obviously when they get Acuna back, that's going to, you know, that's a, you're adding an MVP to, to your lineup. I like the Mets odds there at basically one and a half value that the, the, the Braves are getting. Um, I do. I mean, the Mets, I think are still going to make the playoffs because of the expanded playoffs. So, I mean, you know, I mean, JJ, this is why, like I, I was saying before, the teams are high variance, right? 
if you tell me on paper that Scherzer and DeGrom were going to make 65 starts, well, then the Mets are pretty damn good. This is also the fallback. The Mets signing everybody who's over 30. The Mets, I mean, this is what's going to happen when you sign 30-year-old guys like Scherzer. I know he's pitching. Well, Scherzer's getting up there and his arm basically fell off in the playoffs. Like, you're going to have issues. Uh, Marte, Canada, all these guys are old. Mets got a lot of old guys, so they could go either way. But I, I do think I'd rather take the value play there with the Mets than I would with the Braves. And I do think the Braves can win the division. Don't get me wrong, but I like the value at the Mets of plus, you know, the one ninety two hundred range versus the Atlanta at like a plus one twenty. Um, the team that I'm going to invest in, not to win the division, but I'm going to invest in Philadelphia Phillies. I'm looking at their win total easy. I know we talk about variance, eighty six and a half. They are going to score a boatload of runs. They've made a few improvements within the bullpen, and they have the one-two punch of Wheeler and Noah. And to me, they're a team that will add. They will add in the middle of summer if there's something they need to go and get. And you know what you like? You got two bottom feeders in this division. You got 18 games at Washington. You got 18 games with the Miami Marlins. I think the Phillies are a playoff team. Expanded playoffs in the NL this year. I think they're north to 87 wins. I think they're playing October baseball. I'll say this, though. You have to think they can't have this bullpen. Like, I know it's a thing. And, and trust me, Familia Hand, like these guys, again, they're not great. Um, or And then who's the other guy? I think they got Knievel, right, from the Dodgers? Knievel, yes, correct. So, so they got three guys. Um, Joe was a good bullpen guy with the Yankees. You have to think this is just bad luck. They get a little aggression. Now, let's just say this, JJ. I disagree. I think the Marlins can be pesky this year. I think I the, like Marlins the Marlins you're with thinking their about rotation. Miami is a 77 and a half with that pitching. Okay. Now I'll tell you this. You, you want to talk about though over unders. Hammer the Nationals under. Nelson Cruz. I agree. Is- we were I was gonna get there next. I think the Nationals under is free. I'm seeing it right now. Same 69 and a half. That team stinks. They are gonna trade Nelson Cruz at the deadline. They that lineup is so bad. I mean, Greg, uh, or, or don't get me wrong. Soto is all world. Nelson Cruz is good. The other seven that lineup is so bad. They're going to be facing good pitching every night. They're going to get beat up by those other three teams. They don't have a bullpen. I mean, that's the thing. They have no bullpen. They have no rotation. I, I mean, you know, what is Corbin? What is Strasburg? I mean, Josiah Gray, I know he's a top prospect. He struggled. I think that is an easy, easy fate. Take the other. Like they, they're we not have a family play right there. So you're going Marlins over. I'm yeah. going Philly over, but we're both going to ride the national under. I think that's good business. Um, I'll give you one I like. I, I bet them every year. They always find a way to take care of me. Cardinals over 84 and a half. Like that, that's just the team. They're not sexy. They're not flashy. They're always in playoff contention. They're always in the mix. I don't see them bottoming out. I'm not saying they're better than Milwaukee, Matt, but do I think they're winning North the 85 games? Thousand percent. Well, well, JJ, that also goes into division before, right? Pirates are terrible. The Reds are going to be terrible. And what are the Cubs? Uh, I mean, I don't think the Cubs are any good. So the Brewers are good, but the Brewers are not a juggernaut. Brewers offense, there's a lot of question marks. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Cardinals, they play great defense. Um, and they have a solid lineup, solid rotation, solid, like they're just solid, right? Like, and you got Arenado, Goldschmidt. Yeah, I, I definitely think, I mean, when you're going to get, 38 games against the Pirates and the Reds who, who aren't even trying. I, I mean, you know, you, if you go 28 and 10, you're a third of a way to 84 right there. So, like, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you this, JJ. I'm a little surprised on how much love the Brewers are getting. And don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, there's a clear demarcation line, right? Like, it's the Dodgers and then everybody else in the NL. 
Brewers, I, I got to see them hit the ball a little bit. Like, I know they got these all-world pitchers at the front, but we saw what happened with Atlanta last year. If you're scoring one run a game in the playoffs, it, it don't matter. Like, like I, I, I got to see the Brewers hit a little bit before I am start investing at them at, like, top five odds in baseball to, like, win it all. I, I'm just not... I just don't see anything there that makes me think the Brewers are winning at all. Or, or I feel the- like those odds are factoring in the dominance of their pitching. And the idea that those pitchers could go and carry Milwaukee to a world championship. Oh, sure, I'm but- with you on the Brewers. I'm not investing in Milwaukee. To hey, win don't get me wrong. I think they win the NL Central. And I, I understand why they could be tough. But we also saw last year, like, I mean, they added Andrew McCutcheon. Okay. Uh, I- like, okay, I mean, it, it's really, let's be honest. It's going to be, does Yelich re- rebound? I mean, if he gets back to MVP form, it changes everything. But, hey, there's reason to be concerned about his back after what happened last year and, you know, the, how, how he, he didn't hit. So I, I just I just don't buy them as, like, a top five option to win it all, personally. I can understand that. Here's what we got to figure out. Who is challenging the Dodgers? Is it the Giants, who had everything go right a year ago, their totals at 85 and a half. The Padres, who are going to have to survive the loss of Tatis for the first two months of the year. Padres got a high win total, dude. 89 and a half. That is a high win total. Hoping, I guess, that the managerial change is going to be worth a couple and he, of games. And he's a very good man. He is, a he very, is very good. good. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Melvin is outstanding. And if Tatis was their opening day, I'd probably look to fire as an over with the San Diego Padres. With Tatis not being there, I'm a little hesitant. Yeah, they're a weird team. Also, like, their rotation is good, but it sometimes has a little bit of question Well, here's the question to me. What is Snell and Darvish this year? Easy. Are they the guys that the Padres thought they were getting two years ago or the guys they were last year? The guys they were last year, they're in big trouble. Yeah, it's... It's interesting. I mean, they, you know, the, their lineup um, was at times hit or miss last year. Yeah, they're, they're a little high. I mean, I'll say this, JJ, the two. I, I think the Giants line is low. And now, don't get me wrong. I know everything went right for them. But everything. they are they are everything. a smart organization. Like, like they, they, their structure they have, they are smart. Their pitching is phenomenal when you look at it. Like, I know there's obviously some concerns with, uh, you know, Redon. Uh, with with his health and stuff like that, or or you know he hasn't always been healthy in his career. But you look at what they did last year. The Rockies and, and the Diamondbacks are not good in that division. Eighty foot, like I'm not buying that they're they're losing twenty five. Like they're losing twenty five more games this year. Like I, I'm not saying that they'll come close. Like maybe they only win eighty seven this year. But like I, I don't think the Giants are going from one hundred seven to eighty one and eighty one. I think they're too well run. Um, I think that they have. A very smart front office. Like, yes, I am buying the dip because they're not going to be able to stay as healthy and stuff as they were last year. But I think they can get above. I think they can get above mid eighties. I, I, I'd rather invest in them than the Padres, just because the Padres. Like, I can't get out of my head how they collapsed last year. Like, that they was were just, so think about it. They were the sexy darling yeah. of the first two months of the baseball season. They went from being basically a co World Series favorite with the Dodgers. To being a sub five hundred team, uh, well, I'll say this. I'll say this to I have more faith in Farhan in the, in the uh, San Francisco front office than I do in AJ Preller. I think sometimes AJ Preller, as someone who is guilty of this in his fantasy football leagues, just trades for the sake of trading. Sometimes, so it's like, yeah, I'll make this trade. Um, so I, I have more faith that San Francisco is running a good, solid, strong front office things. Yeah, I, I mean, 
I'll be honest, JJ, I wouldn't want to touch the Padres this year. I, I mean, I do think, like we said, Bob Melvin's a great manager, so I do think they can get there. But but I do have concerns, like the lineup. They they have some, you know, Tatis and Machado, you know, some of the other guys, like if Hosmer's playing every day, um, you know, the the second baseman they got from the the Pirates last year. Adam Frazier. He didn't play that well for them. No, he didn't. So, you know, they, they have a little bit of that. I think their bullpen has a little bit of some shakiness to it. So I, um, I, I would avoid them. They're a team where I, I just, like I tell you before, sometimes feel, I don't have a feel perfectly on them. Uh, I, I feel much more confident investing in the, the Giants over than I do the over-under on the Padres. Listen, not going near the Giants after they burned me last year. I never was a believer, and then they go and win 100-plus games. So they're officially in the stay-away department category, what have you. Easy. Before we say goodbye. World Series odds, no value with the Dodgers plus 480, minimal value with Toronto at plus 850. I'm going to give you one in the AL, and I'm going to give you one in the NL. I think Tampa Bay at 16 to 1 is a circle for me. It's just a really good number. The other one I'm going to give, and I think the audience is either going to love this or they're going to hate this, the Mets at 15 to 1. Uh, that was what I was going to say, yeah. I, I like because that. of Degrom and you're banking on Degrom coming back, and you're banking on Scherzer being all right, which is a huge risk. But dude, you're gonna give me fifteen to one, and so I have I, those I, two guys in a playoff series. I, I'm in, bro. I'm I, in. I I totally agree with you. I was gonna say I think the Mets are a good. Uh, not not that I think the Mets are winning the World Series. Trust me, I, I don't think. I think the Mets. Uh, there's potential Mets miss the playoffs this year. Let's be honest. Like Mets got to prove a lot of stuff. But if you're giving me 15 to one on a team that could get in the playoffs with the Grom and Scherzer, especially when the Brewers. Now, granted, the, the Brewers third up and Bassett too, right? Um, the Brewers, who are very similar to the Mets, are, are better odds at like 10, 11 to one. So it's like, uh, yeah, I'll take a shot on the Mets at 15 to one. Um, AL is interesting. I, I don't. I, I, you heard fade the Blue Jays. I'm just not investing in the Blue Jays at, at the. No, they're getting value. way too much. Who do you like more, Chicago or Houston? Well, you're getting better value with, with Chicago. My not on Fanduel though. Fanduel's oh. giving you. I'm seeing now. Nine SI, our, our for the book, White Sox. SI Sports SI Sportsbook currently has the the White Sox less than the Astros. So I'm going. There you go. Around. So all right. So you shop around. You could. You, you, you could say split the difference. Um, you could split the difference. I, that's a tough one. I think the White Sox are a little bit of a better team. See, I think they're ascending. That's the difference. I have to wonder with the Astros, and I know they keep retooling. Dude, they lose at a some big point, player at some point every tough. single year. Sooner or later, that's going to catch up with I, you. I also, here's my thing on the White Sox. I think Larusa is a very good manager. I do have the questions about them, though, of the same thing with the Blue Jays. They haven't won anything. They didn't do anything last year. The thing with the Astros is they do have that experience. But my concern there is, like, how many innings are they going to get out of Verlander this year? You, you don't entirely know. You just lost Correa. I would probably rather take a shot on the White Sox just because I think I agree with you in the sense that how many years in a row can the Astros keep losing guys and get back? And, and I don't I, – I mean, here's the thing, JJ. I don't know how you feel about it. I don't love any of these AL teams and their value and stuff. I just don't. Not like, great. There's nobody, it's, there's nobody that speaks at me because, like, the same thing. Like, yeah, the Red Sox at about 15, 16. Like, our book has them at 16 to 1. That's good. But but also, 
Boston's pitching. I just don't know how it's going to hold up. Like, Maddie, let's be honest. There are about six teams that could go to the World Series. That's what I'm saying. So I don't, I don't love any of the the odds um, of these teams. Well, you know, the NL. Like, I mean, hey, I'll say this. I, I don't do it, but if you if you want to dump jump on the Dodgers right now. Four and a half to one is probably as good as you're ever going to get them. You know, that was like, uh, like I did that during the NCAA tournament and it backfired on me. Uh, at what point I was just like, all right, you know what? It's Gonzaga's year. Three and a half to one is as good as I'm going to get them at any point. So I, I bet them like right after I think they lost that game to St. Mary's. And then, of course, they flopped on me. But, you know, at some points, I mean, hey, I guess at the Dodgers, if you really think like, are you going to get better than four and a half to one on them? At, you know, I, I, I mean, um, you know, there was a really good column I saw yesterday in the L.A. Times basically saying, like, um, the Do- are the Dodgers about to be the Braves and that they have this epic run, but they only get one championship? One world championship. And, and it, let's be honest, because- the championship is in a COVID year COVID in 2020. Season. So, like, they're the best team in baseball, hands down. And you look at the guys that just signed Batances, uh, w- watch him uh, turn back the clock the Yankee years. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. It's just the ALJG. I just, you could tell me. As you just said, you could make a case for the four AL East, AL East teams to all go to the World Series. I think the White Sox, you can make the case, and I think the Astros. I don't think the like the Twins, the Guardian. Uh, sorry, the Twins, the uh, the Tigers, Mariners, Tigers. Yeah, those they, teams like, are ready. They won't get through the gauntlet of the playoffs. No way. But the other six teams, who we probably think you know get it, I could. You could make a case for me that all six of them could get in, and, and they're just they're so close in value. I, I don't, you know, I, I do think that I will agree with you. If I would rather bet. Like Yankees at like 10, 11 to 1, or the Rays around 13, 14 to 1. I'd rather bet the Rays personally than the Yankees. Uh, Me also. too, because the team has an edge and they've had October success. All right, and, 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 and Isaac Paredes, or uh, you know, is just going to hit some like monster three run. Yeah, bomb. get ready. Somebody else is going to be the next well, Yankee all, killer. All you know, like Matt Naturally. Um, favorite total. If you had to give one over one other day, you had two favorites. Um, A's would, under. You love the A's. Under. I love the A's. But I'll tell you what. I, I it's them or the Nationals. I'm very like you okay. Could, you could go um, either way on that. Favorite over. I think it's a team you said before. I I do think. I think the Mariners. I I do think that that's that's a lower win total. I think that they can get there in a division that doesn't really have much competition. Like the Rangers are not ready to really uh, do all that much. Um, I like the Mariners. I do. And I know that's been said 48 times uh, every year. You know, I think it's finally the Mariners here, but I think they can get over 84. I, I do. Mariners think over 83 and a half. My favorite over as well. And the Washington Nationals, my favorite under at 69 and a half. Buddy, thanks so much for doing this. Let's catch a bunch of these and let's hope Amen. we're not burning away money come June and July. And the Nationals are like 10 games over 500. And you and I are staring at each other saying, what, what the hell happened? Let's help. All right, easy. Good stuff. All right, thanks for having me as always, JJ. Good stuff across the board. We're back Friday. All sorts of content leading up to the NBA playoffs. House down at the Masters. Towards the fun. JJ out. Be good, everybody.